Hey everybody and welcome to the Darkcast. I'm your host Jonathan and this is episode number 217. Uh, and it's a little late in coming. Uh, in this episode, Brian Tyler is joining me as we talk about our most anticipated games for the upcoming year. Um, except for that Uncharted spinoff, where I forgot that, so that that's also on there. So anyway, I apologize for this episode being so late. I know some of these games have already come out, but still wanted to get this to you because we've got a whole year ahead of us, and it looks awesome for video games. Anyway, we've got a lot of stuff coming up for you on the Dark Cast. So it's going to be super fun. We're interviewing all of our writers on Dark Station, so you can kind of hear the things that they like and get to know the people that are writing your reviews so hopefully you will look forward to that and enjoy it but until then thank you so much for listening to this episode now on with the show it feels like not that long ago we were talking about 2016 but 2016 like is dead and gone I, I mean uh, thankfully because <laughs> Lord only knows if it didn't we were going to I don't know, it seems like we've kind of jumped from the uh, the frying pan into the fire. Like, people were dying last year, but now we have a crazy president. Uh, yep. I don't want to get political on that, but we have a, we have a goddamn crazy, crazy president. president. Um, so, uh, That's let's... That's the nicest thing you can say. <laughs> that is the nicest thing I could say. But let's distract ourselves with entertainment, let's like video games. <laughs> um, video games! So we might not have, you know... We might be in the wasteland in a couple of years, but we'll be entertained up until That's right. then. At least we'll know how to handle ourselves. Uh, indeed, indeed. All right, well, uh, we both have a list of video games to talk about, um, so we should do that. Uh, sure. Brian, do you want to go first, or do you want me to go first? I'll go first. I'll get an easy one right. out of the way, and then uh, and then you, know, you can go. Okay. Um, so, oh. Dogs are most anticipated as well. Maybe you should how, go first. How do you spell that, Brian? I don't. I don't know what that game is. Um, hmm. Okay. Cool. Uh, yeah, I, I can go ahead and jump in first. Uh, I'm gonna go with uh, a game set in a universe that, if anybody's listened to the podcast before, they will know very well. Uh, and that is Agents of Mayhem. And you may go, I've never heard of this game. How is this in a universe that I've heard of? Well, it takes place in the Saints, world, Saints Rowverse. Um, at the end of Saints Row 4, uh, well, at the beginning of Saints Row 4, uh, Earth gets destroyed by aliens. At the end of Saints Row 4, you then get the option to choose what you want to do. You can time travel, um, you can go find a new world, or you can recreate Earth. Um, and Agents of Mayhem exists in the recreated Earth after Saints Row 4 ended. Um, because Volition is crazy like that. Um, and it looks really fun. Uh, I don't know if it actually has any multiplayer, but it's actually a squad-based shooter where you have two other um, kind of heroes with you, and all the heroes are super crazy. Like, one of the guys is, uh, like, a pirate-looking guy, and, um, I don't know, it just, it looks super dumb and awesome, and exactly what I want from, you know, a, a Volition game. 
Uh, but each of the characters has, like, super power abilities that they have, and you get to swap between them on the fly, uh, between the, the three characters that you have. Uh, I don't think it really has any squad mechanics. They haven't shown too much of it. Basically, there was a trailer that came out a while back, and... Um, and then there's been silence. According to their website, it is supposed to come out in 2017, so that's why this is on here. I would not be surprised if it doesn't come out in 2017. And honestly, in some ways, I'd be totally okay if it doesn't come out in 2017 because there's a lot of cool games that are coming out this year. And um, whenever the next Saints Row Universe game happens, I will want to invest a lot of time in that. Um, but um, yeah, looks uh, looks like it's going to be a lot of fun, hopefully. And, uh, you know, if they can capture the just ridiculousness of uh, Saints Row 3 and 4, then I am totally totally on board, which again... It looked like they were going to try. Yeah, as I said... That that, uh, that one trailer that they put out, I mean, they were going for it. At least. Yeah, yeah. A lot and of purple. A lot of purple, yes. And fleur-de-lis everywhere. Yeah. Um, and yeah, you're, you're part of a, a group called Mayhem, um, and you're fighting Legion. Of course you are. Um, <laughs> and both Mayhem and Legion, I believe, are actually um, like acronyms for, for something else. I don't know what they are. Um, but it looks cool, and there, there's supposed to be a lot more agents that you'll be able to uh, kind of make part of your team and, and level them up and uh, be all kinds of crazy. Um, but yeah, it just it looks super fun, and there are a lot of games out there um, that are overly serious, and stupid, silly games like this are great. And so, yeah, that is definitely one that I am looking forward to uh, for the upcoming year. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, let's see. You, you, okay. You're in deep contemplation there, Brian. Yeah, no, you know, right? like you had a good one. Um, I was I was contemplating chicken soup, ah, um, but now that's that the true. chicken soup uh, contemplation is done, <laughs> you're fine. <laughs> I was talking about my roommate had a question about weird chicken soup that randomly showed up. Um. My mother-in-law had a uh, apparently made soup this weekend, and, and like we so. Weird aside, um, we are on a uh, kind of a low car, low carbish diet. Okay. Uh, uh, my wife, uh, mainly for health reasons, and then myself being the dutiful husband and wanting to lose a little bit of weight, um, you know, to for supportive reasons. Um, so uh, we found the uh, the making of chicken soup funny uh, because there were noodles included in it, and which means we really can't eat it. Mm. <laughs> But on the plus side, uh, our roommate uh, does like soup. So. Gotcha. Okay. <laughs> she is also trying to wash her carbs. So chances are she probably, she probably won't eat it either. But, you know, it was a nice gesture. We Indeed. love my mother. Indeed. <laughs> uh, she does make a good soup. Does make a good soup. Uh, but yeah, so uh, my first anticipated game is actually one that I put up on the um, site list. Hmm. Um, and it's actually one that I'm playing a beta for right now. Ooh. Um, and that is uh, Injustice 2. Um, 
I am super. I, I really like the first Injustice. Um, I I am a big fan of any game where I get to play Batman. Sure. Uh, and the fact that Batman uh, not only played awesomely um, with all of his gadgets, but also was able to beat the crap out of just about every other um, hero and kind of important villain um, in the DC universe uh, was pretty rad. Mm-hmm. Um, I made the mistake and I had traded it off to get something else when it came out, and I have never fixed that mistake despite it being on sale multiple times. Mm. Um, however, this new game gives me a chance to do that. Um, so I'm really looking forward to it. Uh, the new one, uh, as far as the beta goes, there are uh, four characters that are available. Uh, Batman, of course, um, Superman, Supergirl, mm. um, and uh, Atrocitus. Which is the uh, so the, the red, red lantern? Yeah, yes. he was he was a part of the uh, short-lived CGI uh, Green Lantern um, show, which yes. was which was pretty decent. Um, it's sad that uh, Cartoon Network canceled like their good cartoons. Yeah, uh, but anyway. But he's in this. He's a he's a big bruiser. Um, his little extra special power um, has him calling on a Red Lantern cat. Okay. So I, um, I, I know I remember I, there I being a cat in the cartoon, but yeah, but I recognize cool. them. I recognize them from um, uh, from surprisingly enough, Lego Batman three because mm. uh, I want to see it was like Dax Star is his name or something like that. Okay. Um, but the new thing is that uh, you get awarded uh, basically like equipment pieces. Okay, uh, so you could make your character look different and have different um, stats. Yeah, that seems really kind of out there and wild. That does. Uh, yeah, their whole thing is that like it, each fight defines you. So, so are you you're equipping armor? Um, yes. Okay, I was. Um, yeah. So like, um, so everybody has everybody okay. has five so makes, slots makes um, for their for their general suit. Okay. Uh, so Batman has like a cowl. Um, he has uh, gloves, um, a body suit, and then like a, a gauntlet and probably like a cape. Okay. Um, so from, I, I hadn't heard anything about how all that worked out, and I was wondering if it kind of played out the way Fable 3's, um, like, your actions define your weapons sort of deal. Uh, I don't know if anybody remembers, but in, in Fable 3, you had these two hero weapons, uh, your sword and your gun. And basically, the way that you use them and the what enemies you use them on, and also how, like, you took damage... Um, would dictate how those weapons leveled up. So I okay. think those weapons leveled up five times. And basically, whatever stat kind of stood out, it would take on that uh, attribute at that level up point. So if you killed, say, like, lot... If you took a lot of damage, um, and, like, you took more damage than you doled out uh, mm. over the course of one short period of time, then your weapon would reflect that when it leveled up the next time, and it might have, like, a bone handle or something like that. Or if you um, if you did a lot of executions, then your weapon might, um, like, actually have blood dripping from it and uh, oh. do, like, bleed damage and, and things like that. But it was also... It was, it was cool. It was a great idea, uh, but it wasn't really executed that well because you were never really sure what was going to affect your weapon and, like, what uh, was going to happen when it leveled up. Okay. Um, because it's like, okay, like, I think I killed enough of these things that this should affect it, but then you find out something else did. Um, then, yeah, you don't get what you want. 
Right, and so I the, just the the way that they had kind of said that your like battles define you or whatever. I was wondering if basically your play style, like basically the look of your hero, adapted to however you played. Um, and I thought that would be interesting, but also possibly the same issue of you not actually getting what you wanted. So hearing that it's basically just armor parts. Yeah, it's, uh, that's, it's basically as, as, that's as cool. much as I've experienced so far in like the uh, three or four hours I put into it. Um, it's basically you get a random part at the end of battle, and thankfully you get you you tend to get one whether or not you win or whether you win or lose. Which okay. is good because I've been getting the absolute crap kicked out of me. Mm-hmm. Um, so, do st- oh, uh, there's also ability slots. So, like um, in leveling up Batman, I actually got a random ability that I throw two batarangs instead of one. Ooh! So that's a little extra damage. I'm cool with that. Yeah. Um, it, it'll be interesting to see how they balance that out through the entire thing. Um, once the whole game comes out and we can see everything, mm-hmm. uh, but that new stuff aside. Uh, gripe time. Um, the beta has one mode, and that one mode is a online versus. I get that they're trying to test online and they want to see how it goes, but to not include any kind of training room or sure. move list outside of being in actual combat mm-hmm. is one of the most aggravating things a fighting game can do. Yeah. If you don't give me a place to say, okay, hey, I gotta figure out how to throw a batarang, and I have to do that while trying to fight somebody who's already figured out that they can just shoot me from across the screen with Superman's uh, eye beams, <laughs> like, I, it does not put me in a happy place. Sure. Yeah, it's, um, so just continuing with griping and, and betas, uh, this past weekend I played the uh, For Honor uh, beta. Okay. Uh, because in December I went and played that game, um, and I had a really good time with it. Um, but uh, video game writers uh, are notoriously bad at video games, yes. um, because we we have to play lots of things. Uh, so for the most part, unless something really grabs you and you play it instead of sleeping, uh, for the most part you don't get to really just get good at one game. Um, as soon as you've beaten a game and played enough of it to write something about it, you generally move on to something else. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, so I was lulled into a sense of For Honor could be fun because I played with a bunch of other video game writers. Oh, nice. Um, okay. <laughs> yeah, so so I, so I it was out over the weekend. It was, uh, I think, Thursday night through Sunday night. And I played some Thursday night and had a good time. I did not play it again until Saturday. Uh-huh. And then I got... the internet had woken up. Yes, I got repeatedly raped over and over again in that game. Um, and it ceased being fun after about a half an hour. Like, it, it felt like there was literally nothing I could do to beat people. Okay. Um, and also, so hopefully... Hopefully the matchmaking is kind of skewed right now because, you know, there are fewer people playing than there will be when it's, like, on sale. Uh-huh. Um, because, like, I... So you, you you level up as you, you play games and you unlock, you know, new armor and uh, bits and bobs for your character and whatnot. Um, so I was playing a match, and I was, like, level 5, 
and I was playing a dude that was like level twenty. Oh. Um, and like I was, I was just getting destroyed. Um, so that originally was going to be on my list. Um, partially because I thought it might actually be a multiplayer game I really wanted to play. Uh-huh. Um. I'm still not sure how that campaign is going to go and if it's if it's really going to be more than just a multiplayer prep time. Um so that is now no longer on that list just because <laughs> like I I don't want to play that game long enough to be good at it so that I can have fun with it. Mm-hmm. Um because just getting getting your your butt handed to you is over is and over again is no fun. Fun, not at all. and and also just feeling like you can't do anything to beat these people because they've already figured out characters in like two days, mm-hmm. and this is my third time playing it. Yeah. Um. So yeah, sorry that was that was also a random aside there. Yeah. No. Um, no but I I completely understand that. So, and this is, when I went into this game, I had already, I had played the game at the event, I had played it a little bit on Thursday night, so Saturday, you know, was technically my third time playing it, and I did have at least a, a decent idea of how everything worked. I can't imagine just going up and fighting a real person and having no idea what the hell is going on. Yeah, and that's, um, that's kind of what, uh, that's kind of what Injustice has been. I've been slowly figuring it out. Um, thankfully, some of the... <clears throat> Uh, Batman kind of bread and butter combos like button combinations still work. Okay. Um, but it's been so long since I played that, I've only got a basic understanding of those. Mm. So I would say that I'm at maybe like a generous 20 something percent win. But on the plus side, at least the game itself is kind of fun. Yeah. So uh, how- and it's it's neat seeing kind of the just the, the four characters and how different they are. Like, nice. um, uh, you, you, Superman and Supergirl have some of the same kind of like fighting style, okay. um, but Supergirl is so much faster. Okay. Uh, and her uh, Superman, his um, his little special technique is he um, uses solar energy to kind of charge his body and make himself stronger. Mm. Um, and while Supergirl has a, a longer firing uh, ivy. Okay. That's cool. So it's neat. Uh, how how are the faces like in motion while you're playing? Because the of the trailers and like cutscene or not cutscenes, um, just uh, screenshots that I've seen, uh-huh. like people's faces look a little weird in this. Like they 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 remind me of L.A. Noir characters. Um. So while you're playing, like while you're actually fighting, it doesn't. I I that's hard to tell. I can't really answer that. Um. The pre cutscenes, like the you know, like walking into the fight, they look mm-hmm. fine. Okay. Um, uh, Batman has a, you know, I mean, your standard kind of tough face. Sure. Um, beneath the cowl, and, uh, I mean, it's it's Kevin Conroy coming out of there, so. Sure. Regardless, that's cool. Um, it does look like they kind of shaped their Superman um, to be a little Henry Cavill-ish. Okay. Um, as far as his face goes. Uh, but he doesn't. His suit is different, and he doesn't seem quite as big. So I mean, they're definitely keeping with the, at least the aesthetic they did with the first game. Mm-hmm. Um, Atrocitus is just a big dude. <laughs> that guy is big and rocky. 
Yeah. Okay. And like he throws up the Red Lantern power. It's kind of gross and awesome at the same time. Okay. Um, That's yeah. I kind of had a feeling yeah. that it, it wouldn't be like bad in game, but just the I don't know, especially the um the still like scenes. Like it just looks a little wonky. So uh, yeah, it's... so there, there is definitely not a lot of that, and I hope um, that what they have, uh, based on what they did with the first Injustice, like, there was a lot of, um, like, story stuff that took place, at least within mm-hmm. the, the campaign mode of that. Right. Um, so I'm hoping to see a lot of that, and what they had the last time looked really nice, um, so I'm hoping that this time that they, they keep going with that. Okay. Um, and it'll also be interesting to see if they keep kind of your character's armor and changes um, to be the mm. same within those scenes. Or sure. if they're rendered in a different way. I've also sure. got. I have not seen any sign of the Joker. He was in the last game, so hopefully he makes a return as well. I thought the Joker got punched to death by Superman. So that was in the another Joker. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, <laughs> there is a really big uh, kind of time travel element to the Injustice story okay. and like alternate universe. That's really weird. Um, so there was a, an alternate Joker that gets brought in, uh, kind of, uh, I believe it was a Joker from before he got punched. Like, if I remember correctly, either when he got punched or Superman was fighting something at the time, like an atomic blast went off and that created the breach, which then allowed people, you know, like suck people into the future um, it's, I don't know, it's real crazy. It's been a while since i played that. I might actually end up having to do that again if I could find it cheap enough beforehand. Sure. Uh, I, I've never been a huge fan of, um, but it's, of fighting it's games, so I, I may I may just go and like watch all the cutscenes on YouTube or something. It, it, it was definitely uh, worth it. I, I found at least from a like crazy comic perspective mm-hmm. that it was it was worth like the nine hours it took me to kind of get through that. Okay. I have it on PC. I, I could just play it because you could yeah. uh, like turn it down to easy. Yeah. Um. Every I found everything was very doable, ex- uh, except the last fight against Superman because he was basically like the last boss was kind of hard. Okay. Um, but I I then proceeded to go through that with a couple other characters. Um, okay. Flash is super fun to play as. Okay. Um, and so is Batman and. Cool. Uh, I may do that. Yeah, but they're they're pretty well. That game is pretty good. Also, one thing I've got to mention, and we're we're not going through these nearly as fast as we said we would before we started recording, Um, but uh, Neil McDonough, who plays Damian Dark in the CW um, Flash shows and, and all that kind of good stuff, he is the voice of the Flash in Injustice 2, and I find that amazing because the guy that plays Reverse Flash in the Flash TV show and Legends of Tomorrow <laughs> is playing the Reverse Flash in this, and that is just... I know there's not actually anything there, but that just makes my little mind go, this is, like, what if, <laughs> you know? <laughs> yeah, I want to see if they're... Because uh, I know... Um, with the last Injustice game, Reverse Flash was more of a costume that Flash put on. Okay. Um, so I want to see if they actually make him a different character and if they give him different things. Well, according to IMDb, like, it says Eobarthon slash the Reverse Flash. Yep. Um, so cool. I think he's actually a, a different person. 
Um, which that would be cool. That would be cool because I mean, you know, you've got Superman and Supergirl, um, so it'd be cool to see some very similar characters um, in terms of powers, uh, but you know, different play styles. Because I imagine that's you know, like Batman and and you know, Robin and Nightwing and all them uh, similar but different um, in a lot of ways. Yeah, I can tell. And in, in the, I know Robin is going to be in this one. In the last one, they had Nightwing, and Nightwing um, had uh, his two uh, sticks. Okay. Um, the two. Uh, but he had his two his two sticks, and then he could, he could put them together into kind of a a shorter bow staff. Okay. Um, and so he would switch between kind of a longer, more um, kind of stabby fighting style, and an up close like super stabby. fast fighting style. Okay. That's cool. Yeah. It worked. Uh, all right. We we should probably go on to the the next thing. Yes. Yes. Uh, what is before what is the next thing? Uh, so I'm going to go with something really short that we don't know much about, and that is a game called Rime, R-I-M-E. Okay, yeah, um, I had a question about this because I've never okay. heard of that. So so Rime is a game that was, I think, announced with the PlayStation 4, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, it was one of the uh, the big like indie thi- like they had the whole indie display um, uh-huh. when they announced the, the PS4. Uh, and this is a game that was on there. Uh, nothing was heard about it for a while. Then Sony said that they were no longer doing a partnership with the studio. Oh. Uh, so a lot of people thought Rhyme was dead. And then actually relatively recently, uh, Rhyme got reannounced that it was coming out uh, for PlayStation, uh, Xbox One, and PC. And it's coming out later this year. Oh. Uh, the, thing, the thing that I find super fascinating about this game is not just that kind of whole story because it's always cool when games seem to die and then come back from the dead Um, that's always a great thing but the thing that I find super fascinating about this is that Rhyme is the next title from the studio Tequila Works Tequila Works has only made one game so far and that is Deadlight which was a 2D survival horror game Um, and and Rhyme is about as far away from a 2D survival horror game as you can get. Because you're on this, like, Mediterranean-looking island. Honestly, it looks more like a spiritual successor to uh, Eco than it does anything related to a 2D survival horror game. Uh, but you're, you play as a, a young boy who wakes up on a, an island, and you're, you know, it's kind of a, a 3D puzzle platformer game. Um, that looks like it should be just super chill and fun to play. Uh, but that is coming out in May of this year, and I think it's actually even coming out for the Switch, which, you know, huh. console needs games. Yeah, um, exciting. But, okay. uh, yeah, I would say, like, if you... <laughs> if you took Journey and Eco and said, what if we made a game that was kind of, you know, somehow... Uh, was inspired by these, but was made by people who had only made a horror game. Like, I just, that's <laughs> okay. just weird enough that I'm like, okay, I want to see what this is. This looks cool. Um, but yeah, so that uh, that is Rhyme. Uh, not a, like I said, not a whole lot is known about it because it was originally um, it announced like it was, and then it disappeared. A based game. Is it what? Does it look like it is a game based in the sea? Um, I don't... Mariner. No, I I don't think you're actually going out in the water. You're on an island, uh, or possibly a series of islands, but I don't think that you are, um, 
I don't think you're out on the ocean, as it were. But, uh, but yeah, that looks cool. So, uh, so what you got next, Brian? Uh, my next one. Um, let's, I'm gonna I'm gonna skip some in my list. Why not? Um, so my next one I'm gonna do is, is kind of it's kind of easy and kind of cheating because it's, it's been out before. Okay. Ever, like in in something like this. So uh, it is it's Windjammers. Um, okay, so, so you're gonna have to say what that is. I I don't. I want to say it was a PlayStation experience. Um, they announced it. Windjammers is a flying disc uh, competition game. It is basically um, sport frisbee um, between uh, various countries uh, played at an extremely high level with um, some special moves worked in. Um, but it's, ba- it's, it's, it's almost like, like high-capacity palm. Because you, okay. have a, you have a match um, where you know you have a person on each side of the um, of the uh, field, as it were, and then um, from that point, uh, you know you have a you have a flying disc, a frisbee, um, and it goes back and forth, and you are trying to get it behind the other person. So think pong, think air hockey, um, think awesome. Uh, Windjammers is really cool. It is one of those games that. Uh, Giant Bomb brings out every once in a while during its streams um, that Jeff has on uh, one of his emulators or one of his like uh, Neo Geo cards. Okay, um, but it has it. It's got a real big following as far as um, uh, professionally, professional players in France, um, and they are actually working with the studio that is um, updating it for the modern era. Hmm. As far as uh, a look and, um, and feel and that kind of thing. Okay. Yeah, super looking forward to that. That is it, that is excellent. And as far as uh, two people uh, kind of online competition goes, um, I hope, uh, having never played it before, that it is everything that I've ever watched. <laughs> awesome. Yeah. <laughs> All right, um, so I'll go with my next title, and that is um, what? What am I going to talk? I'm going to talk about Vampire. Uh, so Vampire in this uh, context is spelled with a Y and no okay. E. So V A Vampire, yes. Uh, but it is the next title from Don't Nod, uh, which you, if you had asked me. Uh, what two years ago, if I was ever going to be excited for for another game from the studio that brought us Remember Me, I would have told you hell no. Oh, it's them, okay. Um, because no. Uh, but they then went and made Life is Strange, and every now and then a studio, I I give a studio carte blanche. So like Bioware has like they can just do whatever they want, and I will at least be moderately excited about that game and, like, be interested in it unless it's just something completely off the wall that I, I wouldn't want to play, like a, a sports game or something. Gotcha. Um, but will hear them out. Yeah, I, I will hear them out and probably be excited even if there are other things about the game that, you know, may not warrant excitement, but just because of the pedigree. So... Studios like CD Projekt Red that make The Witcher, um, Volition, 
Insomniac Games. Like, there, there's probably less than a dozen studios that I'm just like, you know what, whatever you want to make, like, I am tentatively excited about before you've even announced it. Mm. Um, After Life is Strange, Don't Nod became one of those studios. And Vampire is a game about a vampire, obviously. It takes place in, like, Victorian-era England, and you are a doctor that has come into town because of the plague. And, um... But you're, I don't know if you are already a vampire or you become a vampire at the beginning. Um, don't really know anything about the story, but after what they did with uh, Life is Strange, I'm totally okay not knowing anything going into this. Uh, but it is going to be a more action-y game because you're a vampire. You have, like, vampire special moves and... Um, okay. I, I, you know, it's it's got vampires. It's got the people who brought us uh, Chloe Price... And uh, you know, I'm willing to give vampires another shot. Uh, vampires have been, yeah, vampires have been dragged through. Probably not, um, but like I said, vampires have been dragged through the mud recently, and I think they they deserve another shot. And I hope this is their shot. Vampire. That's awesome. All right. That's a lot different than I thought it was going to be. You say the word like van- vampire and. You know, you get a certain kind of game, so hopefully they, sure. they're able to put a uh, little bit of a unique spin on it. That, I that hope they so. Haven't had, they haven't gotten to before. Uh, that's I cool. Hope so. Yeah. Uh, my next game. Uh, we're going back to the uh, fighting arena, as it will. Uh, except we are going to the opposite end of the comic spectrum for this one. <laughs> uh, my first one was, was Injustice Two. My next one is uh, Marvel vs. Capcom Infinite. Um, I do not know why they chose to go with Infinite. Um, we were only up to three, so it's not like we were running out of numbers. Uh, <laughs> but I guess Marvel vs. Capcom 4 just didn't have the same uh, kind of give-it-to-me that Infinite does. Infinity yeah. Well, they, they are using the Infinity Stone, so maybe that's, that's, mm. that's what that they're doing. That would make so sense. The original, yeah. One of the original uh, Marvel fighting games was Marvel Superheroes, and in it um, you got to use uh, it, it, while you were fighting. Infinity gems would kind of hop onto the screen, um, and if you caught it, you could activate it, and it would do different things. Um, okay. What they're planning with this one is that um, before a fight, you would have an Infinity Stone equipped, and during the fight, you'd be able to use it. Um, it sounds an awful lot like the X Factor um, that you would be able to activate during uh, Marvel vs. Capcom Three. Um, so that that sounds pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Um, they have cut the team size down uh, from three characters that you control to two characters. Okay. Um, they said it's an effort to kind of make things a little easy, uh, a little more simplistic, while also adding depth. Um, I, you know, that all sounds like developer speak to me. So hopefully they have that figured out in their own minds and are able to put out something that uh, that is kind of as everlasting as I mean people are still playing Marvel vs. Capcom 2 um, thankfully they're trying to you know they're still playing Marvel vs. Capcom 3 which I love to watch um, so hopefully this one is as much fun to uh, to play as it is to watch cool yeah so that's cool. that here's hoping and they're, they're also re-releasing uh, 3 for PS4 right they have, have re-released that, it they have re-released yes, it, okay. it was and that, that had gotten like, like pulled from stores uh, Pardon? 
that had gotten pulled from stores and whatnot. It did. That, it was so yeah. what, and I was reading about this. Uh, basically, what had happened is um, when uh, Disney took over Marvel, they pulled all of their licenses because they were planning on putting them in under of doing everything in house, like they were doing with Disney Infinity. Okay. Um, when Infinity went down. And they decided that they were going... Okay, wait, wait, wait. Infinity didn't go down. They canceled it. They canceled it. Because it was the most successful Toys to Life game ever. And Disney's weird. And I'm still kind of mad at them about that. Sorry. They pulled pulled the licensing (laughs) from everybody. Um, After Infinity was canceled... uh, Thank you. (laughs) They decided that they were going to reissue licenses. So Capcom was like, hey, you kind of took Marvel away from us can we have it back and do something else with it? And they were like, yeah, sure, let's do it. And okay. so that is how we got to where we are now. Um, and there's gotcha. only been a couple characters introduced so far or, you know, like talked about or even shown. Um, we, so we know Tony uh, Iron Man's going to be in it. We know Cap's going to be in it. Um, we know Ryu is going to be there. And uh, uh, Captain Marvel, I want to say. And I okay. think maybe Morgan from Darkstalkers. Oh, and Mega Man X. So there's six altogether that have been said. Okay. Um, but yeah, so I mean, I can't wait to, to see what the hell they're doing. I want to see what this looks like. Cool. Yeah. Cool, cool. All right, uh, next on my list is um, is going to be What Remains of Edith Finch. Didn't this already um, come out? It did not. Okay. Um, what is... You're, pro- you're probably thinking of The Vanishing of Ethan Carter. That's what, yep, that's exactly what um, I'm thinking of. Okay. So visually, the, these games actually look uh, similar in a lot of ways. They're both uh, quite beautiful games from what I've seen. Uh, the Vanishing of Ethan Carter was very much a uh, walking simulator. Okay. Um, and it's, it's a, a, a great game uh, if you like that style of game. It has some very light puzzles. I uh, would recommend it, uh, absolutely. And again, just like absolutely gorgeous game. Uh, what Remains of Edith Finch is the next game from the folks that made The Unfinished Swan on PS3. Oh, okay, the weird painting, like the black yes. and white painting. Game. Yes, okay. Uh, so f- from everything that I've seen, this has nothing to do with anything like that mechanic. Um, but it is a little more puzzle-based, and it is about uh, a lady named e- Edith Finch who's returning home after her mother passes away, and she's kind of re-piecing together her past and kind of finding things out about her family tree and stuff. Okay. Um, and, you know, I, I really kind of like these smaller, not-combat-based, story-driven games like that. Uh, they can often be quite good uh firewatch became one of my favorite games of last year uh kind of at the very end of the year i I finally played it and was like oh god this is amazing um and you know who knows this could be firewatch for this year um i hope it turns out really good we'll see but um but yeah so yeah it's it's i find it quite funny because um like even though the the titles in a lot of ways aren't similar, they uh, are quite similar because, like, what remains and the vanishing, and then a person's name, a person's full name, yes. uh, Edith Finch and um, uh, Ethan Carter. Uh, but uh, vanishing of Ethan Carter was, I believe, made by the Chinese Room, who made uh, Dear Esther, if I'm not mistaken. Okay, and the, the the amnesia one. 
and the second yeah. Amnesia yeah. game, um, okay. Machine for Pigs. Um, yeah, yeah. So uh, let's, I'm trying to find that out uh, real quick. No, no. The uh, the Chinese room made everyone's gone or everybody's gone to the Rapture. Oh, okay. Um, which is another game where you kind of walk around in a incredibly beautiful world <laughs> and piece together the past. So I I don't feel bad for getting those mixed up. But anyway, anyway, that's uh, that's the next one on the list. All right, Brian. Okay, so uh, my next two are also going to follow kind of a theme. Um, Final Fantasy Twelve. So it's got the Zodiac Age is what they're they're subtitling this one. Um, so uh, we are already at Final Fantasy fifteen. Um, so mm-hmm. why is twelve on my list? Well, it's um, a good question. When twelve popped on my uh, when twelve originally came out, um, it came out for the PlayStation two. Um, I got an awesome copy of it. I started it. Um, was having a bit of trouble with the uh, uh, you control one character and then the other characters use kind of like a a macro type thing in order to um, work. Uh, you know, okay. kind of you you kind of program them to do stuff during battle. Okay. Um, I had a little bit of an issue with that, and I was also playing WoW pretty seriously at the time. So I kind of kind of put that to the side, said I'll pick it up later, and then we had a house fire and I lost it. Um. Never played it again. I heard they were re- they were kind of redoing an HD remake to it, kind of re-releasing it. Um, that sounds like a perfect opportunity to get to it. Um, on top of that, um, a lot of other games have come out since then that have used that um, you control one character and kind of have pre-programmed stuff for the other two, um, like Mass Effect, and I mm-hmm. think I will have a much uh, better time with this now that that kind of... Uh, Thing is something that I've, I've already grabbed a hold of, so it's not going to throw me for a loop, um, the way it has, it, it, the way it did when it when I when it first came out. Sure. So I'm definitely down with um, with absolutely trying that again. Cool. Yep. 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 Right, and uh, my my final title before we we have some mutual titles that we will talk about even more than the ones that we've already spoken about. Um, but my final one for for me is Prey, uh, which is the next game from uh, Arcane Studios, the the fine fine folks that made uh, Dishonored one and two, um, and resurrected the Prey IP because everybody went eight nuts over uh, Prey two when that was announced. <laughs> and then I got canceled. And this has nothing to do with that, um, which is okay. Like, I, I've finally gotten over the fact that Prey 2 will, will never be a game that is released. But this looks awesome and also continues with the tr- tradition that we were, we were just talking about uh, in the last episode. This was announced last year at E3. It is coming out in May. Um, so they're not dragging us along for the ride for years before they finally release the game. Uh, it's coming out very soon, and it looks fantastic! Um, from everything that I've seen, it uh, takes a little... I don't want to say more cerebral uh, approach, because <clears throat> uh, Dishonored can be quite uh, thought-provoking in kind of how you pr- approach um, groups of enemies and, and conflicts, and uh, it's 
I, I enjoy that about stealth games, that they can kind of become a puzzle game in their own right and how you get through a group of enemies. Um, but this uh, definitely, it has a uh, science fiction vibe to it because you're on a space station. Um, but from what I've seen, it looks like if you took Bioshock and, um, and Dead Space and injected all the crazy possibilities of Dishonored with the, the way that they do movement. And, uh, you know, I don't think you don't have the, uh, the ability to, uh, do like your, your blink ability where you teleport uh, a short distance. Uh, but you can like possess coffee mugs and yeah, roll them across. The, it does, <laughs> but it's really crazy stuff like that. So it's, it's taking kind of like that tool set of a dishonored game and just that mentality of being able to kind of go anywhere within a level and just kind of making your own way through an area um, but doing it in this Bioshocky dead space world, uh, and that sounds awesome. So yeah, that's that's prey, and that's coming out uh, also in May. Um, man, that's first half of this year is like stacked it's for bad. me. It's I don't like I'm just gonna be playing these games for the second half of the year. Like I don't. <laughs> I don't have time for anything after <laughs> first six months are done. Um, all right, and uh, what you got next? Uh, so my final game is the, or one of my final individual games is the um, is the new expansion for Final Fantasy fourteen, um, which is the on the online game currently, or the most recent online game in the Final Fantasy universe, um, and it is Stormblood. Uh, the last Stormblood. one was Heaven's Word. Okay. Um, this one is supposed to explore a bit more of the um, kind of uh, empire of Eorzea that they have set up. Um, Final Fantasy XIV is also kind of an extension of the same world uh, that Twelve was. Um, so I, I'm interested to see kind of where that goes. Um, but yeah, I mean, they're you know they're <clears throat> doing all the stuff that you do with an expansion. You've got a new landmass. I believe you've got new, uh, like a, maybe a class or two coming out. Um, but other than that, I mean, I, they haven't really announced that much. Let's let's see where it goes. But I'm looking forward to it. I really enjoyed the last one. I still haven't finished all the content they put out for that. I really kind of got to make my way back in uh, before they uh, start their release stuff. But yeah, uh, definitely looking forward to it. I want to see how it comes out. Cool. Very cool. All right, and that that does it for our individual games. Um, so now let's let's all get comfortable as we we talk about the things that we're both really excited about. Because if we sounded excited about the other stuff, we're really excited about the, these next things. Um, let's start with the one that we know nothing about. Okay. Okay. So Red Dead Redemption Two is coming out yep. this year. There has literally um, been like half a trailer. Yeah. Um, but I, I was, I was talking to a friend just before the podcast and I was like, you know, I will play this game because Red Dead is the only Rockstar game I've ever played to completion. Um, I got, I've never gotten through a Grand Theft Auto game. Uh, I played the Max Payne games, but those aren't, I wouldn't really call those Rockstar games in the same way that other, other stuff is definitely not, definitely not an open world Rockstar game. Yeah, um, but that, uh-huh. That first Red Dead was just uh, amazing. 
Um, it made our number two game of the generation back when we did that long list of games of the generation. It was right at the top, too, wasn't it? Yeah, number two. Yep, number two. A fantastic game, and I I look forward to a second one because obviously the first one was amazing. Yeah. <laughs> but who knows what it's going to be about? Um, prequel, young John Marston, not have anything no. to do with John Marston. I don't know, I don't but know. I'm sure it's going to be good. Yeah. You're sure gonna find out, and 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 like again, they haven't shown us anything about it. No. So I think even saying that, like, did they say it was this year, or is that just yeah. hopeful? No, no, they said uh, this year. That was like at the end of the the trailer was fall 2017. Oh, okay. So yeah, let's see where this goes. Um, yeah, that's and it's it's crazy and also very much like Rockstar to just be like, hey. This game's been development and for like seven years, and yeah. now it's finally coming out. Um, so yeah, Red Dead Two. It's gonna it's gonna be a thing. It's gonna be it cool. Gonna be a... It's totally gonna. Uh, be. Yeah, yeah. Um, all right. So, so so next, let's do let's do the one that's actually coming out like in like three weeks. Okay. Um, so and... that is uh, Horizon Zero Dawn. Yes. And holy. Yeah, like so, they have showed they you know they didn't show a whole lot uh, recently. Um, I, this week there was a an event mm-hmm. um, where a lot of people got a lot of hands on uh, yes, with did. that game, and everything that has come out of there has made me want it even more. Yeah, so I I was positively hesitant about the game. Like, it, yep. sure, it looks amazing. Uh, but until recently, I'd, I'd never played a game from uh, Guerrilla um, Games, the the people that have made uh, Killzone games previously. Um, and this looks like a, a wild departure from what they made before. Um, and I, you know, want it to be good, absolutely, but just totally unsure. Um, and it, I, I don't know, it's, it's one thing when a small studio goes from making a 2D horror game to making a 3D puzzle game. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's it's another thing when you completely jump genres and like the AAA space. Uh, yeah. Because the, just so many more factors. Um, and also that's just the, the wonderful thing about indie games is, it, you know, um, experimentation and, you know, making something and potentially failing and then and going and making something else and it not being the end of the world. Um, but this I, I've been uh, rather hesitant on and, you know, excited because it, it, it looks cool because you got, like, futuristic cavemen with w- robot dinosaurs and that's just right? great. Uh, that is that is awesome. Yeah. Um, Apparently said a thousand years in the future. Yep. Um, yeah, it is. It but, but yeah, now, now that we've actually seen stuff and not just, like, stage demos or cinematic trailers or whatnot, but I, I've seen a bunch of people's hands-on time with this game, I am now so excited for it. Yeah. Uh, it looks, it just <laughs> looks so good. Yeah, this is totally and they, everything I, it looks like everything I wanted it to be. Yeah. Which is perfect. And, and honestly, going into it, I, I thought it was going to be more of a... 
uh, futuristic stone men or cavemen with robot dinosaurs version of Rise of the Tomb Raider. Mm-hmm. Um, just from what they had shown, but it yeah. seems like it's going to be much, much more than that. Uh, it's actually an open world. Uh, it's got more of a Far Cry vibe to it, where you're like taking out bases and stuff. Um, it's got some. I don't want to say light RPG mechanics, uh, but because RPG mechanics kind of show up any everywhere now, um, it's it is still kind of light when you compare it to a really in depth RPG. But you're you're having like armor components that you're putting on. You can craft different types of arrows. Uh, you're you're leveling up. You're um, like use you're crafting uh, stuff to drink to to make you better at things like. Yep. It, it just sounds really cool, and that has inspired me to actually play Killzone uh, Shadowfall, which I picked up okay. before I ever had a PS4, um, because I found it on sale. Uh, I think it was on PSN sometime last year for like five bucks, and I was like, you know what? That sounds that sounds worth it. Um, and I've been pleasantly surprised by that game. Um, some of the uh, the bigger like open worlds that I don't know if are in any of the other Killzone games um, are quite nice and again, like, a little far cry-y because uh, you're dealing with a lot of kind of vertical combat where you're you know, you're not just shooting all the enemies in front of you, but there's enemies behind you and above you and below you and you don't always know where you are and also the game has this fantastic you have this little drone um, that can it can shoot enemies and it can like give you a shield and, and other lame stuff. But the the thing that it can do that is a yeah the thing it can do that is amazing though is it is a portable zipline. So okay, almost anywhere in the game you can look and you can tell your drone to fire a cable and then you jump onto that cable and zipline to that area. Obviously that area has to be lower than you. Uh, game does not have a like grappling hook. Not an actual can... grappling hook. Right, you can't go up. But the fact that like you just have basically a zipline to get out of an area at any point. It's just really cool, and there should be portable zip lines in more games. Um, but just, just kind of experiencing uh, kill zones more open. I don't want to call it an open world, just uh, relatively open levels, um, and just kind of the the fun combat scenarios that it puts you in with uh, more of these cool tools like the zip line, and not just shooting things. Like having now played this. It's giving me even more confidence that they can actually pull off this crazy, awesome-looking game that I am still a little hesitant on because, again, it's a it's a pretty wild departure, but it's it's not as wild as I think it previously seemed to me. Mm. Um. So yeah, yeah. Horizon Zero Dawn coming out and at the end of February, and it looks so good. Yep. So good. Um, <clears throat> let's, uh, let's go with the next game, I think, that's coming out after that, okay. which I think, I, I don't actually, I don't, I don't know when things are coming out. I'm going to say it's The Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild. Uh, yes, it um, is. Uh, the, okay, that cool. is right at the beginning of uh, March. There you go. Yep, good job. There you go. Yay. I can do math and schedule things. On this bitch. On this bitch, yes. Beach. 
Um, so it's... I feel weird about having this game on here because part of me is really... If Breath of the Wild was only coming out for the Wii U, I would not be excited about it. And I, I could say that plainly because I just wouldn't be. There's something weird about the fact that the... Uh, that the Nintendo Switch has a more valid normal controller option uh-huh. that has me excited to be able to play Nintendo games that don't involve a second screen or waving your hands around or, or something stupid. That's fair. Um, and so I don't know how excited I actually am for Breath of the Wilds, uh-huh. and more just that like I finally get to play a normal Zelda game. Yeah. Like that. Like and, it, and, and one that's <laughs> um, kind of different than the ones that have come before it. This is very much almost like an open world survival Zelda. Yeah, where you have things that break, and you have, um, you know, shit that that like you have to search for and kind of discover. Mm-hmm. Um, I've heard reports that the landmass itself may not be all that big, um, but if it that's looks a- to be as packed as um, they've kind of showed off in their videos. Um, hopefully that's that's a good thing. Yeah, and and as much as I love the Just Cause games, those games definitely those prove. Big. Yeah, you don't need to just say, "Hey guys, we have the biggest map ever." Uh, like I have concerns about the size of the Ghost Recon map uh, because, like, at some point, it just gets boring driving to an objective. Yeah, it would be so great if it was much closer. Um, so, like a a more densely packed, smaller open world, I think, definitely has huge advantages. Um, and hopefully at some point we'll we'll see other video game developers realize that. Um, but yeah, no, it definitely does look really cool. Um, and I, I am excited for it. I don't... Uh, I was going to try to sell my... So I, I picked up an Xbox with a, a bigger hard drive. Um, and actually sold back my other Xbox One, um, and I almost got two hundred bucks for it to go towards a Switch, which a Switch for a hundred bucks is pretty fantastic. Um, but I, you know, I waited like a day after it was announced, and apparently that was way too long, and all of the Switches were gone from GameStop. Um, so I have no idea when or if I'll ever get a Switch. Which means I probably it's it's gonna be a long time, probably not this year before I actually play this game. <laughs> um, you you did recently get a Wii U though, didn't you, Brian? I did not. You, I have I not. You, I have completely missed this. I was iteration. thinking you got a Wii U for at some point in time, but I guess I hallucinated I to, that. But I never did. Okay. I never did. Yeah, I'm, I'm pretty sure I just hallucinated that. That's yeah, cool. Whatever. That's all right, though. It's all right. Um, so do you plan on trying to find a way to play Breath of the Wild? Um, yes, eventually. I want... Okay. I, while the, I find the Switch kind of very interesting, um, I'm going to wait to see how the release turns out. I have not pre-ordered it. Um, sure. I'm not really interested in pre-ordering it. I want to see what everybody does with it first. Right. Um, well, it... If I can't get it for a hundred bucks, like I'm not pre-ordering yeah. it. Like I, I was gonna try to take advantage of that, but I've never, I've never pre-ordered a console. I've always waited like a year or two, um, anyway. 
Um, yeah, the only one I um, the PlayStation Four I got real close to re- re- like a couple months after um, release. Um, the sure. PlayStation Two I got a couple months after release. Um, okay. But like you know, PlayStation Three was almost a year after. Um, I've definitely never been there like opening day and date, right? Because there's just not to me. There's not enough to um, justify um, mm-hmm. that being on there, and especially. And I will say that is especially true of the Switch itself. Um, I, w- I would like to play Breath of the Wild. Um, it has been a very long time since I've played a Legend of Zelda game, and that one looks um, like it's the closest to what I would like to see a new Zelda be. Mm-hmm. Um, so it looks a little bit more mature as far as how they're uh, going about everything. Um, that being said, you know I, I do I want to wait and see what the console is all about, sure. and see how that turns out before I settle down. You know, set down the three hundred bucks and say, okay, I'm definitely going to take a chance on this. Yeah, uh, but it is if if they manage to uh, deliver with that, I think I definitely will invest in this um, generation of Nintendo product. Nice. Yeah. I. Uh... I would like to play this Zelda game, uh, like I said, more or less, just because I would like to finally play a, a normal Zelda game. Uh-huh. Um, anyway, when I say normal, I mean controller-wise. Yes. Um, but, you know, there's there's really just that big hurdle of, like, when am I going get to get a Switch? Uh, they've announced, I think, that... I think a while ago they stopped making any... Uh, we use for the U.S., but they recently, like very recently, announced that they're not making any more in Japan. It is, um, it is discontinued. So, like that, that yeah, that is that is dead. Uh, there's yep. no reason to get a Wii U. Um, the Wii U is dead. Off of the Wii U. <laughs> right. Um, so, like, even though I find the game really interested and I'm I'm excited for it to to see what it is. It also just kind of exists in this weird space of, like, all these other games I'm excited for, I have a way to play. Mm-hmm. Um, this, I, I don't I don't know if I'll ever actually play this, because who knows? The Switch could be crazy and terrible, and it's completely possible that I never play Breath of the Wild. Yeah, it, it very well could be. Um, so It very we'll, well just, could be. We'll just have to see about that. Um, so, yeah, the last game on this list, uh, if anybody's ever heard us talk about anything, uh, is probably pretty obvious. That's Mass Effect Andromeda. This is this is the first one of these, right? Never, never been a Mass Effect before. No, there, there's <laughs> never been a Mass Effect game, and I've definitely not probably spent 600 hours of my life yeah. in that world. Nope. Um, Not at all. I'm I, excited I to explore. <laughs> I've, I've never, I've never owned the previous games on every console that they've been available for. Um, I, I haven't gained uh, their choice and consequence system so that I could create the exact shepherds that I wanted to carry over into the other games. Um, I've done none of nope. those things. <laughs> never. Nope. Haven't haven't done those things ever, um, <laughs> but uh, man, I I love Mass Effect games. I love Bioware games. Uh, I'm 
very, very excited for, for Mass Effect Andromeda. And I'll, I'm beyond the fact that it's just the next Bioware game, beyond the fact that it's the next Mass Effect game, um, I get a really strong vibe of exploration from this game. And they've, they've talked about this a lot, in a, and it's not just a vibe, it's, it's definitely a goal of theirs. And they've said as much, you know, they, they want to bring the, the multiplayer from the third game, they want to bring back the loyalty missions from the second game, and the sense of exploration from the first game. And uh, playing Mass Effect 1 for the first time is, is one of the fondest memories that I, I have in video games, and just kind of going into this world that I had never experienced before. Um, because that, that first game does a great job of not only are you the player kind of experiencing all these aliens and all this crazy stuff for the first time, but you, the character, are also experiencing them. And, and not even just the character. It's not like you've uh, not experienced this stuff, but other people have. But humanity as a whole is kind of new to this whole intergalactic uh, civilization. Um, and the fact that you are once again part of the uh, like spearhead of humanity going off into another galaxy to kind of check things out uh, is just really fantastic. I am one of the very few people that quite enjoyed the Mako missions. I totally understand that the, the vehicle controlled like garbage, um, but that did not detract uh, I don't know me. if I've ever told you this, but I played <clears throat> yes. through I played through Mass Effect 1 the uh, my entire first playthrough. I did not know that you could zoom in with the oh. Mako weapon. <laughs> so, uh, like, I did all of that at the <laughs> <laughs> oh man that's funny yeah. that's terrible but that's funny um so so while i i totally understand people's grievances with those parts uh just the sense of, of roaming around and uh yeah it, it's kind of the the fun that i i did have with no man's sky was the fact that, like, nobody's been on this planet, or the thought that nobody's been on this planet, um, was just really fascinating. And so the fact that they're bringing back a new type of Mako, it's the Nomad this time, uh, it doesn't have weapons on it, so it's purely for exploration. Um, and they've they've been working with, like, Need for Speed teams uh, to make sure driving is, is fun, and that's that's great. Um, combat seems to be much crazier now. Like you can jump and uh, yeah, you've got jetpacks and you're kind of zooming around on the battlefield. That that seems fantastic. Uh, the good and evil system is gone uh, from this game, uh, it which will like they're going with more of a Dragon Age style. Yeah, yeah. Uh, which you know I'm, I'm I'm okay with that because hopefully that will lead them to create more morally gray things, yeah. uh, because that was also one of the options of the first Mass Effect. Uh, again, that was kind of lost. In, in the first game, you always had like a good decision, a middle-of-the-road decision, and a bad decision. Uh, very rarely did it like boil down to only having a good and bad option. Um, but uh, in the second and third game, that middle option was often completely absent, where you were just doing Paragon or Renegade things. 
Um, and so the the fact that they're just doing away with that system, and that they're they're still bringing about things where you've got the directed moments where you know you can pull the trigger and, and you know shoot somebody or something like that in the middle of a cutscene. Like that's awesome that that's not going away. Um, but um, the the fact that they're going away from that hopefully means that we're going to have some more morally complex uh, things to tackle. Um, Obviously, you know, you can still sleep with aliens, which it's a you know, Bioware game, so that's a must. Uh, yeah, totally. Uh, you get to, and they you said that to... there's a lot of that, so I'm good. Yeah. That it's not <laughs> just like build up, give gifts, you know, uh, get nookie. It is now like, hey, we're kind of making these like real relationships, so yeah, you, know, you guys talk about that and decide what you want to do. Yeah, and I, I've always had kind of a weird issue of, you know, sex being this, like, ultimate thing in a relationship that once you sleep with a character, now you're stagnant and you can't move forward anymore. There are no new conversations. Like, you have you have gotten the achievement, uh, you've had sex, and now it's it's over. Um, like, I've always I've always disliked that greatly. Um, it, it, and not not just in Mass Effect or Dragon Age games, but in any it, game that any has relationships, stuff like that. Uh, so it's really cool to, to see that uh, theoretically relationships will just kind of continue on going. Uh, and also just the, the order that things happen aren't the same. Um, you know, you can... Uh, there'll be characters that don't want to wait for you to get to the end of the game uh, for you to, yeah. uh, to bump uglies. Uh, which you know they had that with Jack in the second game, but that was all that was like a a false positive. Yes. Uh, because if you did that, then the relationship was over, over. and you couldn't like finish the the romance process. Um, so I I would like to see a a large. Um, just kind of variation of like characters that want to do that early characters that don't want to do that at all. Uh, I, I feel like uh, dragon age inquisition did a great job at that, that um, like there were, it, there, there were some characters that were, that were bi and there were some characters that were straight. There were some characters that were gay. Yep. And I, I really liked that they had their own identity. That was one of my issues with um, dragon age two yep. was that just everybody went both ways uh, and that that means everybody's kind of dependent on you and doesn't have their own identity. Yes. Uh, which which I definitely I, I liked that with Inquisition, um, and then also you know there were some characters uh, I I don't remember her name, um, but the uh, the the girl from the rich family that uh, was basically like your accountant. Oh, the NPC. Yeah. Uh, uh, oh God. It was a J. Josephine. Josephine, yes, thank you. Uh, so, like, her romantic quest thing, like, it never ended in sex. Like, and I I really liked that. That, like, it was a lot more about just talking. Um, but so, seeing how they evolved that from Mass Effect uh, 3 and Dragon Age 2 into Inquisition, I'm, I'm really excited to see, you know, where they can kind of level it up from there. Um... And um, Clancy Brown is your dad, so Lex Luthor yeah, is, is your dad. Exactly. That's awesome. I like the two voices that they have for um, uh, for the the twins. Basically, mm-hmm. um, I think that's great. I love that in one of the 
uh, in one of the trailers, there was basically a line of somebody going, hey, we've got an army, and we're like, nope, don't worry about it, we, we brought our own Krogan. Yep. <laughs> we don't need an army, we've got a Krogan. Yeah, we've got a Krogan, don't worry, it's fine, that, it's yep. all fine. It's like... <laughs> that That is excellent. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's just... There's just so much to be excited yeah. for with this game. I'm totally... I want to... I'm glad they haven't put out this whole crazy dearth of trailers that they did for, like, right. the previous ones. Um, I'm really... I, I don't think I need to watch anything else from it. It's already, like, day one purchase. Yeah. I, 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 I want to check that out, and I'm happy that I have other stuff to do before then so that I'm not absolutely crazy by the fact that it's not the 21st of March yet. Absolutely. I, um... I've, I've I've always got a backlog of things, so I have plenty to keep me um, entertained until Horizon comes out. Hopefully, that is as good as it appears to be, and then hopefully that will entertain me for the the month and a half that I need uh, before Mass Effect comes out, um, because then the rest of the year is shot. Because <laughs> I've I've got thirteen playthroughs of that that I need to get. Yeah, to. exactly. Yeah, um, <laughs> we got to build a rider here. <laughs> Um. So yeah, that uh, it's definitely I, I think our our most anticipated game of the year. But a lot of a lot of cool stuff coming out this year. Uh, I said it last year, game of the years that like I think this year has the potential to be the best year in like ten years yeah. in terms of video games. Um, and a- after seeing our our site list, uh, which I'll have in the show notes, and just kind of talking with it, you know, today like that, I think that still holds true. I think this. This is going to be a really great year in video games. Yeah, I agree. I agree. So, yeah. It's going to be real, uh, real interesting. I'm looking forward to it. And hopefully that balances out all the rest of the craziness that's happening. Hopefully. Get some get some good somewhere. Indeed. Yep. Indeedly do. All right. Well, I think that does it. Uh, do you have any final thoughts uh, before we head out, Brian? No, man. I think it's going to be a, you know, a good year. I'm looking forward to it. I'm glad that we were not only able to fill out an individual list, but we also had stuff that we're looking forward to together. Um, so as far as, as dark station goes, there is a lot to look forward to. Absolutely. Absolutely. So yeah, check out our list. As I said, it will be in the show notes and, uh, check out our new podcast. It's not really new. It's been around for a while, but it is new to subscribe to on its own. And that is DCI. There will be more links in the show notes to this episode there. Uh, if you want to hear us talk to developers in depth about their new video games and you can check that out. Uh, we've got generally new ones about once a week, if not, uh, more often than that, or may not quite as often somewhere around there. Somewhere. So, yeah. A- averages out to, to that maybe something like that I don't know but check it out think you'll enjoy it um, as always thank you so much for listening and we will be back next time to talk about other video game related things so uh, until then have a good one see ya